and welcome to the Vine Podcast. This is Warren, and today I'm joined once again by Jason Martin. Jason, it feels like it's been a while since we've done one of these, just you and me. So we're yeah, uh, we've had we, we're well, back to kind of some one on one. We've had some fun having other people in, and, and to be honest, I think I, I want to do more of that. But uh, but yeah, I, I, I enjoy just the one-on-one conversations that we have too. Yeah, I agree. It's been good to hear from some different people and we've gotten to hear from some different perspectives and some good stories, I think. And so, yeah, that's, it's been good. All right. So what we're going to do today, we're going to kind of have a conversation about worship today and, and really kind of the ways that, that we are experiencing worship and, and kind of how, how we're sort of experiencing it now in this strange season of prolonged online worship. We've been in this a while now. And so I kind of wanted to just take a minute to check in on that and and kind of talk about, you know, now that we've been doing this for a while, how are we experiencing it? How are we taking it in? Um, what are we noticing about the ways in which we are worshiping or not worshiping or participating or engaging and all of that stuff? And so Jason and I are going to kick that around for a little bit today, and I would be curious to hear input from others, whether you want to come spend time with us uh, in our Zoom conversation this Wednesday night. We'll, we'll probably kick some of this around there, or if you've got feedback you'd like to give, give either of us in other ways, because uh, I would be curious and interested to hear how others are experiencing our, our ex- prolonged time of online worship We know it presents challenges in many ways and feels very different than being live and and in person. You know, I know that's something that we talked about, especially at the beginning, was just how different it feels. And and so I kind of wanted to take time to just to kind of check back in on that because we've been doing it for so long now. I don't think we anticipated, you know, still being in this kind of mode of operation this far into it. And yet here we are now, you know, mid-August still going with this yeah and so i don't i don't necessarily know where to begin with that but but maybe just to, to kind of kick things off you know jason if, if you've got any thoughts there to kind of get us started just on how you or how your family are pr- participating engaging with worship right now and has it changed and just if you've got any kind of overall thoughts there as we kind of get going yeah well um it, it has changed. I think when we first started this, it felt kind of novel and interesting. It, it felt um, like it was a it was a fun new experiment. And um, I think you and and Chris and Emily and and the other people that helped put it together, I think made for a really good uh, experience trying to replicate what a Sunday morning experience might look and feel like. I think having the, the chat feature on YouTube, uh, helped people connect and, and to feel like they were worshiping together. So there were a lot of things that I think were, uh, were going very well at the beginning. And I think still, still are going well as far as that goes. Um, as time has gone on, uh, I, I've been really pleased with some of the kind of new opportunities it's presented. Um, I think see, hearing different people lead the Lord's Prayer, seeing different people who are, um, uh, you know, welcoming and, and, and playing the role of the host, uh, that's been fun to see. Um, I, shoot, in, in this past week's um, video, in the middle of the sermon, you know, you have... I think it was in the middle of the sermon. Um, 
you know, the Jarrett kids, uh, you know, read some of the scripture. And, you know, that's not usually something that would happen in a normal worship service that, uh, that you'd, you'd get a, a nice, clean recording of, of young kids um, giving part of the scripture. So that was cool. I think a lot of the, it's given more opportunity for different musical styles and music choices. I will say, however, that as time has gone gone on, at least within our household, it's been less novel and more kind of just rote. Um, and that has nothing to do with, I think, the church. It has nothing to do with you or the work you're putting into it. I think it's more a statement about how we ourselves have responded over time. Um, so, so, you know, usually we sleep, obviously we're sleeping later than we would if we were getting up and going to a physical building. Right. Because we don't have to get up. We don't have to drive. We don't even have to shower or get out of our pajamas if we don't want to. You don't even have to get out of bed if you don't want to. <laughs> well, that's true. And actually there was one week, I think uh, my daughter, Regan, I think watched on her phone in bed one time. Uh, but we do try to get everybody up and in the living room and all watching on the, on the TV together. We do try to do that. Um, you know, for a long time, Carrie would fix communion and uh, we would have that. And then <laughs> it's kind of funny. Communion went from, you know, having like like sourdough bread to like sliced white bread to like Triscuit crackers. Uh, there were a couple of weeks where we, for communion, we used Cinnamon Toast Crunch cereal. <laughs> I hope that's not blasphemous. It still felt, you know, like we were communing with God. But, and then there have been some weeks. There have been some weeks, honestly, where we've just forgotten to take communion. Just didn't didn't remember to do it. Um, I think there were a few times where the music during communion that you would put in the video, uh, it didn't cue us in for one reason or another. <laughs> it didn't have the same kind of audio and visual cues for communion. So. Uh, so yeah, I think there have been a couple that, that of, weren't as contemplative as other right, weeks. Right, right, right. Maybe that that affects it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that was communion. Communion was kind of one of the reasons I wanted to to think about this conversation today because you know in this series that that I started on Sunday morning, which really kind of was born out of this. Uh, it, it started just with kind of I, I kept seeing all these kind of people in, in churches talk about closing and reopening, and 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 thought that that probably isn't isn't the best imagery and, and language for us to have in mind during the season. It just, it, it almost started to feel like we're just kind of pressing pause on spiritual stuff until we can kind of <laughs> get started again. Um, and, and so I do think this is an opportunity for us to kind of think about those types of things and, and how do we, how do we remain open? And, and so that has led to these other thoughts that I've, I've, I've had and questions that I've had and, and so communion and singing are really a couple of things that I've been curious really to hear about from other people. Um, at some point in this series, uh, in the next few weeks, I want, I'm, I'm planning to do a week just kind of on communion uh, and, and maybe singing as well as, as part of some of the stuff we do on Sundays. But like, I'm curious to know how many people are, are doing communion in their home and, and what is that like? Because uh, I think, you know, I... I haven't heard from many lately, but I know at the beginning, some families were doing that and kind of having that be a really intentional time, some individuals uh, as well. And then I know some either weren't doing it just because, you know, 
you know, some just because either maybe it didn't feel the same or, or just wasn't something they were going to make a priority or some because it just, you know, f- even for theological reasons of may not connect with that when just kind of doing it at home instead of with the group, you know, in a communal kind of setting. And so I think you, we may have the different ways that, that people experience that. And so I'm curious just to hear how different people are engaging that and doing that as well, but also with the singing and just, you know, uh, I'm, I'm sure some of us probably experienced that one way at the beginning. And then, yeah, as time goes on, how does that look and feel different? Um, as you said, after the novelty of it wears off. And, you know, for our family, of course, we had the kind of the disruptor of, of adding foster kids into our home in the middle of it. And so I don't think Ashley has sat down and watched a full, you know, worship service since May. <laughs> um, yeah, I try to at least watch uh, to watch all of it and be available for all of it. Um, and so she's she's been a trooper and, and allowed me to do that. <laughs> so she comes and goes. The kids come and go. We actually had several at one time actually singing and participating in it this Sunday. But that was honestly a, a rarity for the past <laughs> several weeks. Um, but I, I, I just have to think that. Yeah, the, the longer we go, um, does it become more difficult to, to connect in a truly worshipful way to an online offering when that's just so different from, from everything that we've typically, you know, been able to do in worship? Yeah. And, and you know, it has been a conversation that, that we've had, that, that you and I have had, and that we've had in different places about how do we take advantage of the online, you know, capabilities, like you said, with having different people participate and read scripture and things like that. Yeah, we'll continue trying to do that. But but I do think it presents, obviously presents certain challenges to truly feeling like you're participating in a, in a worship environment and setting and offering. Right. And I, I think the challenge is, on the one hand, we our goal is still to come back together eventually when it's safe to do so. When we feel like we can we can come back um, together responsibly, that is ultimately where we're moving towards. I don't think anybody feels like this is going to be um, what we need to be doing indefinitely. Right. Um, it's what we need to be doing right now, but not forever. And so. I think part of our thought process is still looking forward to that mm-hmm. and is still in kind of assessing, okay, you know, when is the right time? How, what's the right way to do that? But then part of our attention also can go to how can we take advantage of this? You know, are there opportunities here that we wouldn't have otherwise? Um I think one of the opportunities that that our family has been able to engage in is, you know, we can talk about worship in the middle of it, you know, in a way that we can't really do when we're attending live. So, I mean, we literally, you can literally pause the video if you want, even if you're watching it during the premiere, you can pause the video and, and have a conversation with the people that you're sitting with. Um, I think that's an opportunity that, you know, we don't normally have. Um, Another opportunity is, you know, if you have something else like um, last week, that first uh, Sunday in August, um, we actually were on the road during 
the time when we were, were, were usually worshiping in church. We were driving back from having visited Carrie's parents' house. And uh, so we, we weren't able to watch it live. Well, I was able to, to watch it later that afternoon. And so having that flexibility, um, you know, allows us to, to, to do that. And so there are other opportunities. And I, I'm sure that there are a lot of families. We typically haven't done this, but I'm sure there are a lot of families for whom, you know, maybe they've gotten into the habit of they're not watching it live at 10, but they watch maybe, you know, four or five that afternoon. Or maybe they watch on on uh, a Friday or Saturday instead of on Sunday that's an opportunity that we can look at too. So while it's very easy to look at what we're having to do and say, man, I can't wait till we can get back together and we don't have to do this online church anymore. And that may be true. I think it. we're also, we're probably doing ourselves a disservice if we don't think about, well, what are the benefits to doing it in this way? I One of the things I really like that you've done is you've found ways to to, to find that benefit. You know, you've done like the painting that you had Maxine or that Maxine did is a time-lapse painting. That's not really something you can do in worship, at least not in that way. Um, you know, you've been able to find different musical styles and, uh, you know, record audio recordings of different people speaking. And yeah, we might could put some of that more into our normal worship, but it it flows easier and it feels more, um, organic to do it in an online worship service. So while I think there's no question that we're all, you know, eagerly anticipating coming back together and kind of going back to the church the way that we we know we knew it before, um, I, I, I don't think that we should just completely ignore what this opportunity may present for us. You know, I, th- I think you're right that, you know, as far as... Um we have been looking for things to include that that would be kind of you know different and, and different options that we might not be able to do in person, like you said with the Maxine's painting and things with Maxine's painting and things like that. And um, as with anything, I think there are weeks where that just fits more, or you know, able to come up with some of that stuff a little easier for certain weeks than others, and all of that stuff. But I hadn't thought of the kind of the flip side of that of the the opportunities for for us as uh, as viewers, as participants, if you will, in the worship service of the opportunities that are presented there um, for, as you said, like pausing it and, and having discussion or different things like that, that that, that goes on both sides. Taking, taking advantage of the opportunities can, uh, can be true for the production of the service and also for the participation and engagement of it as well. Yeah. Uh, so I think I think that's good. I don't know. There may even be a way. I I don't know how you how you as a worship, yeah, or you know, as the pastor or the minister would be able to facilitate this. But I wonder if there are ways that we could, you know, deliberately encourage that. And and you know, how does that work for people who may not be watching with others that are maybe watching on their own? I I don't know. But again, the, it just kind of thinking outside the box and and thinking outside of simply replicating the Sunday, the in-person Sunday morning experience, finding ways to, to, to do more with this while we are in this period of time. Yeah, I think, I think that's right. Um, and, you know, we, we've talked about some of that, maybe engaging different functions in the live chat, perhaps as part of the worship service or, um, yeah, providing time built into the service might be an option where, you know, encouraging kind of at-home discussion or conversation might be something that we can do. Yeah. Um, 
And I do think, I think it, it may show us some things that we might could even incorporate into, you know, live in-person worship maybe that's going down the road that we've, you know, we've actually um, been able to hear from more voices in the online worship than we typically would in, in our kind of in-person gatherings. Um, oh, yeah. And, and It's been great to see some of the people that either don't come to in-person gatherings very often or maybe not at all, but they're online and they participate in the chat, and, and it's been great to see them. Yeah, and, and you know, involving other voices in, in kind of the closing prayer and closing thoughts that we did, that we yeah. do online, was something that we had actually talked about doing before all of this shut down and and this provided a good opportunity to do that and I think that has been an encouragement to hear hear more people pray than we typically would have in our kind of normal mode of operation at the vine I think has been good um, and, and providing opportunities for that for for men and women who have led that closing prayer that that maybe wouldn't yeah. have had the opportunity otherwise um, and and so, yeah, there, there are things that we can probably incorporate going forward as well. But, but I, I do want us to be intentional about that idea of, of so how do we take advantage of this? And, and so I'm going to put you on the spot here, though, with a, a different kind of question that, that kind of gets at some of what we've been talking about, but maybe a little bit different. Because I think, you know, I think the, I mean, there's an obvious difference. The biggest obvious difference as we think about, you know, in-person versus online is is the fact that, you know, we're not with other people and you're not joining with other people when you sing and you're not taking communion with other people and all of those types of things. But I wonder if kind of underneath that surface, like, do you feel like, especially now that we've been doing this for, for so long, is there something that you feel like is really most missing from the uh, from the in-person experience now that we're doing it online is there anything that you particularly feel like this is missing whether that's something concrete or abstract like i miss this and that has been hard to replicate online we didn't discuss this beforehand so i'm putting uh, you on the spot yeah are, so are you asking specifically about a component or something in the content either way or just in the subjective experience yeah either way well, the first thing that comes to mind, and, and this actually has been a theme throughout this entire, you know, pandemic, where a lot of the things that I do have moved online. Mm -hmm. And church, I think, definitely falls into this category. Uh, it's harder to focus, to be honest. Mm. It's harder to, to give worship my undivided attention. Um, you know, even when I'm sitting in, in church, uh, when we're doing in person, uh, my phone sometimes can be a distraction uh, in that in that context. But for the most part, I, I, you know, when I try to, I can mitigate that and I can focus pretty well in worship. That That's not a difficult thing to do. It's a lot more challenging when I'm at home. Mm. Uh, and And when I'm you know, thinking about, or actually one of the things at, at our house, one of the things that really makes it a problem is our dog comes around, brings all of her toys. We're sitting around in the living room. She wants us to play with her. And so she'll bring her toys to us and want us to throw her ball around or play tug of war or something like that. Uh, so that's a big distraction. Um, 
but just main, just maintaining my mental focus, even if that kind of stuff isn't going on, mm-hmm. um, maintaining my mental and spiritual focus during worship, uh, I, I haven't found a way to adequately replicate the way it is in church. Um, so that's one thing that's missing. Um, another thing that's missing is, you know, I, I first of all, I love the, the job that Chris and Emily do every week in putting the music together, but I do miss the full fuller band experience. Mm-hmm. You know, I miss having the drums. I miss having, you know, Tom on the guitar and bass and, you know, the other singers that are present. Um, you know, again, you know, Chris and Emily do a great job. Uh, but I do miss the you know the fuller band experience, so that's something that that I think we're we we miss. Um, trying to think what else. Um, I, I think other than that, uh, you know, actually the the chat feature in YouTube is nice, but it's far from the same experience. Right. I miss seeing or I miss hearing the audible shout outs of Amen, and miss hearing the you know, the, the audible responses that people may have to worship, uh, to both the, the singing and the sermon and other elements of it. Um, I miss being able to look around and just see, and I don't know, maybe this is creepy and I shouldn't admit that I do this, but sometimes I'll look around and worship and just see how other people are responding to the worship experience, uh, in, in that way. And I can't do that, you know, when we're worshiping online. So I think those are the, probably the three things that that I would say that I miss is, you know, the the intentional focus that being in person provides the, you know, fuller musical experience and uh, then just being able to be witness to the spirit working in other people during worship, you know, in a in a, in a you know, more direct way. Yeah, Um I think I've I've certainly I've I've felt all of those as well, and especially you know the the first one, um, it's interesting you know if you go back and 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 listen to to the very the, the first few worship services and uh, and sermons that we did in this time, sermons were a lot longer. <laughs> I've <laughs> I've cut them down a lot. Actually, as as the person who. Uh who takes the sermon and puts it on the podcast. I've noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's been intentional uh, because I do think, uh-huh. I think that's an issue that you're seeing. Yeah. Across the board with uh, not only our church, but other, other churches and other just venues and, and all kinds of people I think are kind of noticing that, that yeah, it's just attention span is, is harder. And, and, you know, that's another thing I think you could see change going forward. Maybe sermon lengths forever get a little shorter because there were some at the beginning that, <laughs> that were, that were longer than I would have liked to be even for an in-person gathering. But that was, that was just an awkward kind of experience to get used to, to preaching to an empty auditorium that, that now as even in, in the, even in the two weeks that we came back, it was already kind of, I had the opposite effect. Then it was weird preaching to people again. So <laughs> Yeah. Because um, I have so much control over the environment now when it's just me. Um, <laughs> and so... Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I think sermons eventually will go back to their regular length, if no other reason, because as a friend of mine, uh, a, a preacher friend used to say to me, you know, preacher's going to preach. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is true. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think... 
you know, we obviously, if, if for those who were able to watch worship this past Sunday, we, we made a shift in, in the music and worship for, for this Sunday, and I'd, I'd be interested to know how people experienced that as well. It, it had been, you know, Chris and Emily recording in the building, and they, of course, recorded from their house on Sunday, um, which I think uh, I enjoyed. I've heard only positive feedback from it since, but I liked it. You know, our auditorium isn't set up for the type of audio mixing and recording that that would um, be necessary to kind of get a a more robust sound in an online gathering. Um, like many churches, we just we weren't we weren't prepared <laughs> to fully shift from in person to online offerings. Yeah, how was how is it that all that none of these churches were designed as as you know makeshift recording studios? That's right. Yeah, so the, the audio sounded good, the, the, the keyboard sounded good, they both, of course, sounded great singing. Um, and as I told Chris and Emily, like, I think it even makes sense just to, hey, everybody else is worshiping from their home, why not lead from home as well? That, that almost, maybe there's, there's a little bit less of a disconnect there. And I think that is one thing that I've felt going, kind of the, the further away we get from that March 8th date, which is, you know, when we had our our last gathering before everything, you know, was just completely disrupted, mm-hmm. is that I think initially we, we had this goal of trying to replicate as close as we could what would be what what a typical Sunday morning at the building would look like, because we we wanted to provide a, a sense of quote unquote normalcy to everyone's just kind of routine and days and and, and worship experience. Right. And and I think at least for me, I feel the need for that less and less as we go on. And and the idea of, hey, let's record at the building so it looks like a typical worship service. I just I don't feel that anymore and, and don't feel the the importance of that for what we're offering the further we get away from March. I agree with that. Part of me thinks, though, that so little the rest of our life you know the the normal the normalcy that we might have had at one point is kind of gone and we've sort of been be, just adapted to this new way again not saying that we want it to continue but we've just kind of adapted in many other ways and so i think we feel like holding on to that normalcy when it comes to church may be a little unnecessary at this point at the beginning i think it was good you know uh but now but now i feel like We've had to adapt and create a new normal in so many other ways. No reason why we can't do that with church as well. Right. That it almost feels forced at this point or, or, um, right. Yeah. I don't know. I just, yeah. So I'd, I'd, I'd be interested to know how others experience that as well. And, um, you know, if you're listening to this and this brings up any, any kind of thoughts or, or feedback or responses from anyone, I would be uh, honestly, in, interested to know just w- how how are people watching? I'm curious to know. Like I know Jason, you said you're y'all are watching on TV. We we have it on TV in our home, mm-hmm. which is is probably another just benefit of technology and right. internet access in homes that that yeah we can turn on our TV that's connected to the internet and watch it on YouTube on our TV. Right, uh, which is just something that would not have been even as as widespreadly. Um, available, you know, even, you know, even a couple of years ago, probably, but certainly five, 10 years ago, um, the smart TVs would not have been as prevalent in, in kind of in, in people's homes as they are today. But I'd be curious to know that just how are you watching? What, 
what format are you watching on? Um, are you singing? Are you taking communion? Are you watching the whole thing? Are you taking kind of bits and pieces of it? Uh, what do you find yourself missing or, or finding, finding it difficult to, to kind of engage or participate with in the worship experience? And if you've got thoughts or ideas on, on anything we could be pursuing or, or doing, I'd be curious to, to hear those as well because, as, as Jason said, it's, it's our goal you, you know, to get back to where we can do this in person but we're also kind of, you know, we, we want to be smart about that and wise, wise about that. And, and um, you know, this is probably what we're going to be doing still for a little while longer, it seems. So, so what are some, some ways that we can continue to take advantage of this opportunity and use this time well and, and not just kind of try to get through it and, and wait until we can get back in person? Yeah. Any, any closing thoughts on any of that before we wrap up for today? Yeah, only... Only that, um, you know, I know that there are a lot of people that are very discouraged during this time and the pandemic and the, the ways that life has had to adjust has provoked a lot of depression and anxiety in people, um, a lot of loneliness, a lot of uh, hopelessness. Um, a lot of people feel isolated from each other. I think one of the best things that uh, well, like last week's sermon on, um, I think it was on, on August 2nd, where, you know, you started this new series about being open. You know, we have to remember that, thankfully, we don't have to be completely isolated from each other. Mm-hmm. You know, in response to the sermon, one, one, of the, one of our members who I hadn't talked to in a number of months called me up and told me how discouraged he had been with all of the, you know, shutdowns and we hadn't been able to get together in church and and you know he listened to the sermon last week and remembered oh yeah i can still make contact with people the church isn't closed even if we're not showing up to the building right um and so i would encourage everybody to to reach out to each other make those connections that you would normally just make on wednesday morning or i mean uh, sunday morning or on wednesday night uh be more deliberate about making those throughout the week even if we're not coming together you know in person uh, it doesn't even need to be long. Doesn't need to be in depth. Just needs to, you know, maybe if nothing else, just say, "Hey, I was just thinking about you. Hadn't talked to you in a while. Um, you know, I miss getting together, and I look forward to when we can see each other again." You know, you you made the the point earlier about kind of enjoying or missing being able to look around and 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 see other people in worship and and seeing the ways that the Spirit is moving and working in other people in worship. And, and yeah, the, the, the chat feature online has provided a, as much as you can probably in that format, a reasonable kind of approximation of that. But, but I do think that is something that, that maybe we, we appreciate more going forward or, or realize more going forward is just the ways in which we are encouraged by, by the worship and, and the hearts and the minds and the spirits of others around us and and wh- how how we miss that if 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 we're disconnected from it i think we think about you know the, the the things that we miss in worship are just at least kind of as i've been thinking about it we miss you know if you're not singing with everybody else it just feels different and, and there's something about that communal aspect of, of a lot of that stuff that just feels more natural in person yeah um but the byproduct of that, or maybe not even the byproduct, 
product of it, maybe the point of it, is that idea of, of witnessing the movement of the Spirit in a community of people and, and how being disconnected from that, um, just the, the impact that that could have and, and the importance of, of, of seeking out those opportunities then um, when, when they don't just become readily available, you know, on Sunday mornings is, is I think a good, a good thought and something good for us to consider going forward. Well, it requires for us to be more deliberate. You know, we can't take for granted, oh, well, I'm going to see so-and-so on Sunday morning. I can check in with them and see how they're doing and, you know, ask them, you know, how this event in their life is going or how that event in their life is going. We have to be more deliberate. We have to reach out to people more. And I'm not good at that myself. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm right I there with you. I think some people are really, some people are really good at it. And, you know, I, uh, I admire them for that, but, you know. We can't just say, oh, well, I, I can check in with them on Sunday morning. Well, mm-hmm. not if you don't reach out and actually make the effort. And when I say you, I mean myself, me. <laughs> well, and, and, and really to do it, you know, even now to hear somebody's voice, you've got to do something that especially young people probably just really struggle to do now. And that's you've got to call somebody. And Oh, good grief. I mean, as a millennial. <laughs> I'm 43 years old. And I struggle with as that. As a millennial, you know, who, who has completely, you know, been bought into the world of texting and, <laughs> yeah. and voiceless communication, that's, uh, you know, I, there was a day last week that I spent most of the afternoon on the phone and I came home and told Ashley, I was like, I've, been t- I've had to talk to people all afternoon <laughs> today. <laughs> um, and, but, but yeah, you've, there's, there's, there's certainly benefit in, in being able to actually hear other people's voices and see their face. And, yeah. and um, yeah, so all good things to keep reminding ourselves of. Because I, I think that's right. Being deliberate, being intentional, and being purposeful are, are things we, we're having to think about now more than we probably did in the past. And so all the more reason, I think, to keep revisiting some of those conversations because it's, just, it's easy for them to, to, for us to just kind of slip back into those things being being in the back of our mind all right well we will uh we'll, we'll press pause on that conversation for today uh as i said I, as that list of kind of questions and thoughts i threw out earlier uh feel free to let us know if you've got thoughts there or come wednesday night to to our zoom meeting ready to to, to throw some of that around that zoom conversation is a, a place where you you can at least see faces and and hear voices and hear um feedback from other people and you know we kind of intentionally now that we've got the Sunday morning and the Wednesday night zoom you know as we've said those may eventually become one gathering we don't know but but as they are set up right now they're kind of intentionally done to where the Sunday morning one is more kind of instruction and and class based that that Dave Moorhead Dr. Dave Moorhead is facilitating and um and the Wednesday night one is designed more for just a space for people to come and discuss and um, and share thoughts and share perspectives and questions and insights and and so if you haven't been participating in that I would encourage you to uh, to check that out if you're looking for a way that you can do some of this uh, for a way that you can see people and, and hear their voices and and have time in the middle of the week to to engage on on somewhat of a personal level with everyone so so come to that uh, if you're able or, or you know, come virtually, come quote unquote, <laughs> head on over to Zoom for that Wednesday night and we'll, we'll throw some of this around there to, to hear 
some of your feedback and thoughts and um, insights on, on how you've experiencing worship and, and maybe what, what it looks like for us going forward. So I'll close us out in prayer for today, and then we'll, um, we'll pick up with more conversation again next week. So thanks, Jason, for, for, for spending this time again today, and I'll close us in prayer, and we'll visit again soon. Sounds great. Father, we, we are grateful for the ways in which you are continually present in our lives, even when so much of our lives look different and feel different. And as we continue in this season, God, would you um, equip us with the wisdom and the patience and the, the creativity to continue to, uh, to think about ways in which we can continue to be part of your family and can continue to uh, to live out your mission uh, for us as, as, as your children, uh, as disciples of Christ, as those who are seeking to, to be your salt and your light in the world and to share your love and, and your glory with those around us. And God, may, may your peace and may your presence be evident to those who interact with us uh, over the course of our, our routines uh, and our daily lives. May it be seen in the ways in which we carry ourselves, especially in a time when everything looks different and there's all kinds of opportunity for anxiety or, um, God, when there's just so much disruption, other things can get in the way. And so help us to, uh, to be examples of, of peace and of love, of patience, of kindness. Uh, we pray for those who are uh, starting back to school or who are preparing to start back to school, whether those be uh, teachers, staff members, administrators, uh, students, uh, parents, families, everyone who's involved in that whole process. Uh, we pray for safety in all of those ventures. We pray for wisdom, um, and, and we pray that um, that can be a, a successful venture in, for, for all those who are making those, those difficult decisions on, on how best to go about doing all of that. Uh, God, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for everything that is available to us through Him. In His name we pray. Amen. Amen.